0: What up, what up, what up? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Asbrox Bengals Thoughts, presented to you by Impact Sports Cincinnati. And as always, ISC is brought to you by Darkhawk Nutrition. Darkhawk Nutrition is the next evolution in sports supplements. Their pre-workout protein, creatine, and other products are produced in FDA-approved facilities, third-party tested for quality, and are guaranteed clean. Use code IMPACT for 15% off of their entire selection at DarkHawkNutrition.com. That's code IMPACT for 15% off of your entire selection at DarkHawkNutrition.com. I, for one, can attest, I love the products that my boy Craig is putting out over there at DarkHawk. Great, great stuff. The test booster is phenomenal. I've been sleeping fantastic. You take it right before bed. I tell you what, my man, it's awesome. So I would highly recommend it, giving them a uh, giving them a look and, and checking them out. And that is, like I said, 15% off. Can't beat that with prices uh, going higher and higher now. It's always good to take a little money off. You know what I'm saying? So, well, yeah, that's just how we're going to kind of go from here. Um, here we are, we're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals once again, coming coming up short, uh, this time against Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys in front of a, a lot of people um, at AT&T Stadium. Um, man, I tell you what, it's uh, brutal, absolutely brutal, 92,944. Uh, was the paid attendance at AT&T Stadium, a.k.a. Jerry World. And uh, they watched a, a clunker uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it started off pretty, you know, pretty positive for the Dallas Cowboys. They went right down the field on their first drive. Uh, well, first two drives, really, and uh, really took it to the Bengals. Uh, you know, first, like I said, it was a 12-play, uh, 75-yard drive. Took six minutes and 25 seconds off the clock, and, you know, they were up immediately, you know, 7 nothing. Uh, Bengals get it right back. Uh, they go nine plays, 50 yards. Uh, they did have one penalty that was uh, – Bengals should have gone three and out, but it was a necessary roughness uh, call on Anthony Barr, on a hit on Joe Burrow, and uh, gave the Bengals a first down. Uh, Bengals proceeded to go – Uh, and and end up kicking a 43-yard field goal uh, to get him right back in the game. But then Dallas goes right back down again. And next on sixth place, 75 yards, two minutes and 48 seconds. Um, And next thing you know, again, it was – it's another double-digit deficit for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, um, you know, the more we watch this team – I mean, I'm not going to really kind of – I'm not going to go back and, and really touch on a lot of this game uh, stats-wise and everything like that because um, it's – I mean, right now, it's it's pure frustration um, because, it, to me, a lot of this is inexcusable. It, it's It's something that, you know, like I said, the more we watch this team – It's, I'm starting to feel, you're starting to kind of feel that that lost feeling, like, wow, uh, is, you know, are they done? Uh, Was last season an anomaly? You know, we heard so much about the Bengals offense, about how phenomenal it was, and all this new vamped uh, offensive line, they're going to be able to be this offensive juggernaut. Well, you know, we're not seeing that. Defensively, they're playing a lot better. Um, You know, let me rephrase that. They're playing a lot better than the offense is. The defense, the first two drives, uh, really got it taken right to them. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They They were housed, you know, in the first two drives. And after that, they proceeded to give up only six points. So, you know, you got to credit the Cowboys for what they were able to do in terms of, you know, with Cooper Rush. Um, you know, Cooper, if you look at his stat line, I mean, 19-31 to 31 for 235, he was only sacked one time. He did have a touchdown. He had a quarterback rating of 95-5. Um, but overall, offens- or offensively receiving, you know, C.D. Lamb was targeted 11 times, so only hauled in seven for 75. Uh, Noah Brown, 5 5 91. Uh, That's an average of 18.2. Brown was the one that killed us. Um, Pollard, 4-7 for 55. Um, Schultz, 2-4 for 18. Zeke, one of two from minus four. So again, the the way this team has played, their defense is putting is keeping them in position to win football games. They gave up twenty three in week one. They give up twenty this you know this past Sunday. That is enough to win football games in the in this league. In the National Football League, you give up 20 points and you give up 23 points in two games, you should win football games. So what's going on here? What's the problem? That's what we have to figure out. Or not we. I could care less. they've got to figure it out. This is a football team that I picked to go twelve and five. That means they're right now, as of as things stand right now, they're only allowed to go twelve and three, for my prediction to be right. You can't tell me this football team is going to go twelve and three from here on out. Not with what we've seen so far. That ain't going to happen. And the worst part is this team is too damn good to be in this position. Now, ultimately, do I think they're going to be okay? Yes, I do. I still think they have enough to make the playoffs. I really, truly do. But, man, I tell you what, they made things a hell of a lot harder on themselves. After losing to Mitchell Trubisky and Cooper Rush. Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. You lost to two teams that simply just aren't very good. That's the problem here. That's what ticks us all off. The Pittsburgh Steelers, are they're not a good football team. Defensively, yeah, you know what you're going to get from them. But offensively, are you kidding me? That team doesn't scare me one iota. And the Dallas Cowboys, come on. Again, not that good of a team. And damn it, we lost games. We lost both games. To Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. That's a problem. That's a major, major problem. Like I said, I still think this division, I mean, I had the Bengals at 12-5 and five and the Ravens at 11-6. and six. As the two top teams in the North. I still think that's the case. I still think it's a two-team race. But it's... We're at a point now. I don't want to call Sunday, this upcoming Sunday against the Jets, a must-win. But, oh boy, if you're staring 0-3 after the first three weeks losing to Trubisky, Rush, and Flacco. Oh, man. It will not be pretty here in Cincinnati. And it's things that this team was able to do last year That are coming back to to bite them. They were able to run the football. They can't do it now this year. To save their life, they can't do it. This team is falling behind early in games again. That was the case last year. Double digit, you know, deficits. It seemed like it was all the time. They were facing a, a deficit to a team. So far, you're two for two this season. Inexcusable. Again, has the defense played phenomenal? No, they have not. They haven't been able to get to the quarterback, which is a problem. Jesse Bates does not look like the guy who wants to 19 million a year or whatever the hell he wants. He ain't playing like that guy. That is a problem. Because when your offense is as completely inept as this one is right now, you're going to struggle in in every football game. Now, is this on the play calling? You know, some say yeah, some say no. Is this on your offensive line? Well, yeah, probably. A lot of it is. Is Joe Burrow playing well? No, Joe's not playing well. And that's a combination of, I think, Rust His offensive line. Does he have confidence in that offensive line? I don't know. Sure doesn't appear to. I I mean, can you blame the guy? He's been sacked 13 times in two games. Joe Burrow was blasted six times in this game. In hell, in one play, he has. He changes the play pre snap to go help or to have some help in terms of blocking Micah Parsons. That is Micah freaking Parsons, number 11 on the Dallas Cowboys. The defensive rookie of the year last year. He shifts pre has people shift pre snap, so he gets blocked. And what happens? Lyle Collins completely just blows the assignment. And what happens? Joe Burrow gets killed. Micah Parsons comes in untouched. Are you kidding me? And Collins was, you know, he comes in saying, hey, uh, uh, the bodyguard's here. You know, I'm, I'm Burrow's bodyguard. Well, you sure as hell weren't in that game. Because 13 sacks in two games, for the love, simply cannot happen. Inexcusable. Simply cannot happen. Is it, is it the fact that last season was an anomaly? I don't think so. I truly don't. I still think this is a damn good football team. Roster-wise, this is the best team in the AFC North. Roster-wise, this is one of the top three teams, I'd say, in the AFC, roster-wise. The defense has given this team a chance to win both games the offense has simply not taken advantage of that while well, the defense hasn't been stellar I'm not sitting there praising them up and down saying they because they haven't they haven't deserved all of it but the offense is where the problem lies on this team right now. So what has to happen? Well, you got to run the football. And they simply just have not done a good enough job of running the football. Joe Mixon, 19 carries for 57 yards on Sunday against the Cowboys. That ain't going to get the job done. Joe Burrow, four scrambles, 26 yards. P. Ryan rushed once, and Chase had one rush for four yards. 25 carries just ain't going to get the job done. And I swear, if I hear more about the Tampa 2 again, I'm going to puke. Because it's, you know, this is a scheme, a defensive scheme that has been around in the league for, you know, a couple of years now. I mean, just a couple of years. The Tampa 2 allows you to run the football. We have one of the top running backs in the league in Joe Mixon. And we're simply not running the football. Teams are taking away Jamar Chase. Jamar had... He was targeted nine times, had five catches for 54 yards. Now, is that a situation where... You know, Burrow's just chucking it up there because he trusts Chase. Maybe, but for Boyd and T. Higgins to not be targeted one time in the first half, that's absurd. Simply absurd. Now, T finished, he was targeted 10 times, so he had 10 targets in the second half holding all six of those. Or No, that didn't make sense. He target He was targeted 10 times, holding six for 71 total, and he did have the touchdown right at the, uh, the game-tying drive. Tyler Boyd only targeted twice for 17 yards total because he had two receptions? I mean, come on now. They should be lighting up the middle of that football field. lighting it up. Run or pass. You can't go deep. They're taking away Jamar Chase. They're inviting you to run the football. And for a revamped offensive line like we supposedly have, should be able to run the football. Now, week one against the Steelers, a game we should have won, obviously. Had it not been for Clark Harris going down and, you know, having thrusting Mitchell Wilcox into game action with, you know, very little reps, if any, it's a problem. They won that football game. This game here, all you have to do is simply just, you know, just score some points instead of punting the football on the 42-yard line. Like, what are you doing? Again, what are you doing? Things that happen that just you cannot – allow to take place. You just can't. That is the frustrating part. When you're at the Dallas 42-yard line, 42-yard line, That equals out to a 59-yard kick for Evan McPherson. They chose to punt it. Let me repeat that. They chose to punt it. Why not take a 59-yard field goal with Evan freaking McPherson? In a dome, in a controlled environment. You're not playing at an outdoor stadium with the winds whipping around. You're not. What does that show your team? Shows them you don't have confidence in your kicker, in my opinion. On fourth and six at the 42-yard line. No, Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, maybe you're not going to go for it there on fourth and six. I get it how you're down fourteen to three at that point. You trust your defense, obviously. But you don't show it there because you'd rather punt and make them go deeper or make them go longer. You're trying to punt them in deep? Or pin them in deep? Come on now. What are you doing? That's the stuff that cannot happen. You have a kicker. You drafted a kicker for a reason. He can make those. And I'm willing to bet that in pregame warmups, he was smoking them from 60, between 60 and 65 on a consistent basis. I'd be willing to bet my ass on that one. And I figured that Darren Simmons or somebody would have been like, hey, Zach, um... He's good right now from, you know, from 65 plus. Just in case if we need, a, you know, if we need it. But here's the problem. You choose to punt it from the 42-yard line of Dallas. Again, a 59-yard field goal is what it equals out to. And you're afraid because if he misses it, they get the ball there. Well, what confidence do you have in your defense? Stop coaching scared. (laughs) Excuse me. Stop coaching scared. This is the same crap that's coming out and biting us in the butt from last year. Falling from behind. Or falling behind. early in games that was a problem stubbornness in the play calling that would ha- that happened a lot last year too things like this should not be happening plain and simple that's the frustrating part, because this is a good football team. They really, truly are. But now they put themselves in a in a seriously deep hole, at zero and two right now. Thank God everyone in the division lost last weekend. You're only a game back. Everyone in the division is 1-1. One one. We're 0-2. We're only a game back. Thank God for that. But you simply can't afford now to lose to the New York Jets. You can't afford to lose to the Jets, who just went out and beat the Cleveland Browns. And that vaunted Browns defense. With Joe Flacco, a quarterback. The Jets beat the Browns. He went on the road last year against the Jets, and you lost to Mike White. Made him look like a superstar quarterback. Now, let's be real. Joe Flacco, guy's got a Super Bowl. He's had a hell of an NFL career. He's He's been, he's, you know, he's done pretty well for himself. But you can't tell me this Bengals team is not better than the New York Jets. You can't tell me that. And you can tell me, but you're wrong. This team has to get out of their own way. Realistically now, You should be two and two after the Miami game because let's be real, you should beat the Dolphins and you should beat the uh, the Jets. It ain't going to be easy because this is the NFL, and obviously, who would have seen half the crap that played out last week? I didn't see it happening. This offensive line has to step it up. Joe Burrow has got to play better. Joe Mixon has got to play better, and I know he can only do so much in terms of, you know, running the football. But he's Joe Mixon. The play calling has got to get better. Stay aggressive. And I harped on Zach Taylor last year. I remember, I think uh, Nick and I did a couple podcasts last year where we where we harped on Zach Taylor and the play calling. Because his stubbornness of not willing to turn it over to Brian Callahan as the OC. He can still have a major input. But take some of that off your plate, Zach. You've got a lot going on, my man, especially on game days. NFL coaches never sleep. They're constantly stressing about games coming up and games that just happen. Take a little bit off your plate. Make it easier on yourself. Things have to change. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Things have to change. Now again, I think this team's going to be okay. As the season plays out, I think this team is going to be okay. I still think they make the playoffs. It won't be as a division winner, I don't think. Even though they're better than... Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I still think they're better than Baltimore. But, you know, Baltimore for seven quarters this year has looked like one of the top teams in the NFL so far. But you don't want losses to Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush to come back and bite you in the butt. That is what I fear is going to happen, especially when the back part of your schedule consists of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Two of those teams in the Bills and the Buccaneers are teams that everyone's predicting are going to be in the Super Bowl this year. Now, I picked the Bills. I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC. Well, hell, I picked them as the best team in the NFL because I got them over the Rams in the Super Bowl. With an already difficult schedule coming up at the end of the season, So in the second half of the season, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you are already behind the eight ball. And then you're regretting losing to Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. That's my fear with this team coming up in these two losses that we have seen so far. Can they overcome it? Sure they can. I think they do. Again, this is a good football team. Roster-wise, again, one of the best in the NFL. And Zach Taylor has earned, you know, he's earned a little bit of slack here for helping take this team to the Super Bowl last year. Zach's a great coach. I really think that. I think he's a good coach. The players love him. and maybe it is rust. And maybe this team is this team's going to get better. It's going to happen. They're going to get better as the season gets, you know, moves on, they're going to get better. So with that being the case, is it too late or can this team muster up two more wins here in the next 2 weeks? You get two games in ten days. Can they muster up two victories and even it an out at two and two? I think they can. That would be a huge victory. But at the end of the Miami game, and we're staring down one and three, or God forbid, zero and four. Oh man, major problems here in Cincinnati. then you're going to have a heck of a lot more questions than you are answers. That's my fear. Does it come to that? I don't think it does. I don't. But this Sunday is going to be very, very telling in what the next couple of weeks are going to look like. Because you simply cannot have a performance like you did in week one and week two, simply can't happen. So it's time now for this Bengals football team to come out and establish themselves as one of the better football teams in the National Football League. Because let's be real, if you suck, you don't make it to the Super Bowl. Plain and simple. If you suck in this league, you do not make it to the Super Bowl. And they were so close to winning it, too. So, again, this team doesn't suck. Joe Burrow doesn't suck. Joe Mixon doesn't suck. Our receivers don't suck. Our defense doesn't suck. We've got a good football team. It's time to show it now. Let's see what this team can do. And come out and take it to the New York Jets on Sunday. Get a victory. Get into the win column and go from there and continue to roll with this momentum. Alrighty. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Asbrock Spangles Thoughts. I'm gonna wrap it up. I really didn't want to get too much into the game because um, it was pretty rough, but as always, <coughs> excuse me. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. And as always, make sure you follow us on Twitter at I am Chris Asbrock and at IS Cincy. Make sure you check out the website at www.iscincy.com. That is issensi.com. Make sure you check that out. We're gonna have high school football rankings coming out uh, next day or two. It's been it's been quite the week. I haven't been able to get uh, the content out like I'd hoped. Um, you know, just a busy schedule here. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. And as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, truly appreciate it. And as always, we are brought to you guys, or we are brought to you by the guys, the crew over at Darkhawk Nutrition. And again, Darkhawk Nutrition is the next evolution in sports supplements. They're pre-workout. Protein, creatine, and other products are produced in FDA-approved facilities, third-party tested for quality, and are guaranteed clean. So use code IMPACT for 15% off of your entire selection at darkhawknutrition.com. That is code impact.